The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. You've read the headlines and seen the Instagram photos, but you've never heard them like this. Now it's time to take you behind the scenes of one of the most followed families in the world with over 13 million followers. Hanging with the Hembros is your backstage pass to the secret lives of the Hembro sisters. Welcome to Hanging with the Hembros, where we give you the reality behind our Instagram lives, where everything is not as it seems. Hi, guys. guys. Twins. So we have Hayley here today. Hey. So Hayley's from Archie Bolden, and they actually did our design for skin, our interior design. And they're doing the new um, Saski and Tammy Fit offices. Mm -hmm. So we thought it would be fun to get Hayley on to talk all things interior design and give us some tips and tricks. And Hayley will also be doing my house soon too. I'm and really? then maybe your house, Amy. Yeah, yeah I've like hopefully. bounced from sister to sister to project <laughs> the to project. Yeah, you're stuck That's with That's how me good now. she is. Yes. <laughs> so, Hayley, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? Um, so, I am the Australian director of Archie Bolden, and we are a boutique interior design firm that has a presence here in Australia. And then we also have a studio over in the US. Mm. Um, And whilst we're still a relatively small business, we deliver on big scale projects across all industry sectors. So that's commercial clients like retail, hospitality, health design, workplace design. But then we also do residential clients and private homes from the full construction or renovation of that just all the way through to furnishing it. Um, We've also done like some event design in the past. So basically, if you have an interior space that needs treatment, we treat it Mm. essentially. Yeah. I had no clue what an interior designer was before. We so many people don't. <laughs> like, I remember Amy, I was like, we can do it. Like, I'll, I have Pinterest, save yeah. some photos. Yeah. Like, it is, there's so much more that goes into it. After seeing you do skin, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, like hopeless of that kind of stuff. I sent Amy furniture and she's like, um, is this meant to like go in the same house? <laughs> There's so many different like hats you have to wear as Mm. well and avenues and it's obviously like dependent on the project and the client and what they need. So it could be, you know, like with Tammy, I'm I'm furnishing your home, but also like we're consulting on different structural changes like bathroom, wardrobe, flooring and things like that. You even consulted um, on my house plans, Mm. just the plans. You were like, no, let's make this as soon as you walk in for school bags and phone charges and make it really practical for you. And let's do a really nice barbecue area because you guys love to entertain and let's make it all work together Mm. from a professional's view instead of like I love hearing advice from all my family and friends but everyone has such a different opinion on put this there and do this like Mm. this so when you gave your advice I was like oh my gosh just works perfectly yeah and I think that's like the biggest thing is (laughs) (laughs) getting um your interior design like on board really early in the piece Mm. like the sooner the better because if you'd come to me six months later once that floor plan was all locked in but it didn't work to the way that your family lives then it's a lot more difficult to change and more expensive and more time and things like that so that's like massive like I've had clients in the past speak to me before they've even got a site for their business and we talk about what's going to be the best location or if the state of that building is suitable for what they need Um, and then that carries all the way through to like handover day trading or, or moving in. So it's more than just 
picking the pieces of furniture. So much much more. more. I think that's like the biggest misconception. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was really surprised about, especially with skin. Just like getting you in as soon as we found the location was so important because once you did that walkthrough, you started going over all these things that we hadn't even thought of. That's when I think Emily was really like, oh, okay, yeah, we do need someone. So what exactly do you do as an interior designer? Like what aspects do you do and why is it so important to come in at the beginning of the project? So this is going to sound super cliche, but I promise you it's true in that like there's no two days or two clients or two projects that are the same. And that's great. I love that about my job. But I think at its core, an interior designer's job is to be an advocate for the client and to work with and make sure like the build team and everybody's on the same page working towards the same goal, which is the best possible outcome for your client in terms of budget, timing and like design aesthetic. Um, But then again, like that takes shape in so many different forms. So, you know, I said that example about the commercial client earlier and selecting sites, but then it can also extend beyond interiors and maybe consulting or offering advice on menu design or staff uniforms and making sure that like every single touch point is wow, cohesive. I didn't know that. Yeah. You've got your advice on other things too. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting. It takes you to some weird places where you're like, did I really study four years to, to be asking this question? But it's like important. Like we have a client in America at the moment that my business partner's working with and he's super tall. He's like six foot something and he's an athlete and he needs a bathtub to like recover after game day. Mm. And oh, I want a bathtub that big. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to make a custom one because yeah. bathtubs for six foot people don't really exist. So yeah, that involved geez. like speaking with a hydraulics consultant and making sure the plumbing was okay to like – we had to measure his foot, which sounds so <laughs> stupid, but we needed to make sure that the step when you go to get into the bath was Big deep enough. enough for his foot. And, like, mm. he'll probably never think about that. But if we didn't do that, he would think about it every single day. So yeah, it is yeah. strange. Yeah. And, you know, you find yourself measuring people's feet around the office and you get some pretty funny looks. But <laughs> it's all part of getting that best possible outcome at the end of the day. Yeah. And would you suggest that people get an interior designer before the build process? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the earlier, the better, like I said, because they can help, like we did with Emily, like arrange the spaces that work with your ha- mm-hmm. with the way you, that you live. But then mm-hmm. it's also informing your builder or your architect where to locate services so that you're not going to run into troubles down the line. And I think like once everybody's all on the same page with the the overall vision, those decisions flow a lot easier and and you do save your time like yourself like time and stress and money because the earlier the better and the more options that you'll have. And then smaller items, and that's where people, I think, go wrong. They think that interior designers only select furniture. Mm. That's like the final element, and that can be happening whilst the build's taking place. But there's bigger, more expensive, more, I guess, permanent decisions that need to be made prior to that that can't be easily changed. Yeah, like the materials and all that sort of stuff and making sure Mm. it all goes together. Like little things, I know when we were at Tammy's looking at samples for her wardrobe, even like the little handles that you brought for us to look at, they were so cute. My wardrobe handles are so cute. Yeah. Are they? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. they're really cute. I posted a story you didn't see. They're like quartzy. They're really beautiful. But like they also had a super long lead time. I think they come from somewhere in Spain. So you needed to like approve that six weeks in advance so that it came. 
Um, by the way, that's going in this week. I know! know. (laughs) My wardrobe. I knew you'd be so excited about that. I'm so happy. (laughs) Where is all your clothes? Like in boxes still? My clothes is like all over my bedroom, just like on the floor. And (laughs) um, yeah, in boxes in the spare room. Like my poor clothes just on the floor. Crying. Yeah, the struggle has been real. Yeah. So what would be your like, I guess, key tips for someone who's about to start renovating their home? What should they do first? Call me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought a house. Yeah. No, but actually in all seriousness, I think renovations are kind of the hardest natured project because you're confined to what's existing, right? Yeah, I think it's harder than like a new building. Build. Yeah, that's like what I'm having the troubles. Me too. Yeah. Like when we worked on the other, because Hayley and I worked on the plans on a house that we were just knocking down. So it was like a clean slate. You can just kind of put whatever you want. But when it's already there, it's like, what the? It's mm. really confusing. Yeah. yeah. So I think even like maybe if you don't have the budget for an interior designer the whole way along the process, just get somebody out for a one-off consult and get those those ideas and those parameters set. Um, I think the other thing, and we just sort of touched on this, but it's like being prepared and understanding that like timing and lead times are a massive thing in our industry and mm. like so often I see my clients' dreams just get crushed because they've fallen in love with an idea on Pinterest but in reality that idea takes, you know. That's going to be me. <laughs> 16 weeks to like build or Some import. Some of the stuff I was sending to Emma last night, like, he's like, we well, are better off knocking down this whole house. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's kind of like having those conversations early so that your expectations are realistic. Um, mm. And then I think it's like, having as many design decisions locked in like before that first trade steps foot on site because you'll save yourself like a lot of stress and money in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, was that three? I don't even know. I, I think, think th- the last one is just budget and money. And like, Yeah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, like, like, do all your clients go over budget? Come on. No. I, <laughs> tell, us, tell us the class. <laughs> was it just us? <laughs> okay, honestly, most of the time, yes. But I think there's obviously a lot of different reasons for that. The biggest mistake that people make is like people play their cards close to their chest when it comes to money. And if you have a budget of 100 grand, you may tell your designer that it's 80. And I understand the logic in that so that you have a buffer. But like, if you tell us 100 from the start, we can design to that and you will get a better outcome. If we go over or you find something that will push us over, we can have that discussion as we kind of go along the road. But I think that's a big thing. So yes, a lot of projects do go over budget, but that's mainly because a client has discovered something along the line that they love and aren't willing to compromise on. Yeah. Or they've just not been fully transparent from the outset. Do you have so many people that come to you and they like give you this big idea and they're like, I've only got like 20 grand. Yeah, unfortunately. And they're not fun conversations to have because, you, you know, I don't like deflating people, but that's a hu- another part of the role is massive. It's like a huge focus on communication and being realistic and transparent mm. so that people don't think that they're getting something that just can't accurately happen. So there are times where you have to drop some truth bombs or, or I guess just pull people into line, but mm. it just means that the sooner you have that conversation, the better, and then they can brainstorm how to get around that hurdle. Yeah, there's so many different aspects to it. And for us, we went over budget, but I feel like it's because once we got into the project and we were like, falling in love with the space mm. then we were like the cheaper things that we were going to go with we were like no it's just gonna like you know take away from the Dilute space yes. yeah yeah so we were like we kind of have to 
go over budget. Mm, mm. And I think like I always try to put myself in the client's shoes and be like, okay, if if I was this business owner or this homeowner, like is this item really worth this amount? Is it going to enhance my life or my experience? And if it isn't, like I most of the time tell that client that, but they may just love it and and that's what it's going to cost. Do you Mm. know what I mean? So... So what's like an ideal like process? Like if you met with someone, do you like walk through the space, put together like a mood board, mm. like get their ideas? Like if someone was to Yeah. You? So I think like we have a really rigid process that we roll out once we are formally engaged and we've done that initial briefing. The, the briefing is really, really important and, and going to site and seeing what the building is that mm. we're working with and what the vision of the client is. Um, and then from there, we start like a four-stage process. So the first one is concept and that's like making sure that we understand you and your family or your business and what how you tick, what you want to achieve out of the project. And that is communicated in the way of like mood boards, but also like verbal briefs that we then present to the client and we kind of ask for feedback or a return brief to be like, hey, you told us this, this is how we interpret it. Are we correct? Like, have we got you right? Mm -hmm. And that's like key. That's so foundational to get that right from the start because it just sets the tone for the rest of the projects and so many decisions flow naturally. And there's like a level of communication that kind of becomes intuitive where you know, like Tammy, I've been working with you for a while now, so I can look at pieces and be like, no, I'm not even going to pitch that to her a waste of time because yeah. I know that she doesn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it gets better and better, like the the more you get to know each yeah. other. Yeah, I think you did that really well with Emily and I as well because we have such different yeah. tastes. I don't know how you and you had to kind of like yeah. different. Yeah, you, you guys do have like super yeah, different tastes. Really different. So like we both kind of gave our own ideas to yeah, Hayley <laughs> and then you kind of brought them together because yeah. we couldn't do it. We couldn't <laughs> agree on anything at first. We were like, Ugh. I think that was my favourite part of skin. Like it, it's a, such a beautiful space, but it's it's very clear that you can see elements of Amy and Emily in yeah. there, which is great. Yeah. And that's essentially again my role as an interior designer it's, it's not about me injecting like my taste or Archie Bolden's style into your space it should be a reflection of you I just kind of help you get there yeah and even walking into Tammy's place I know it's not finished but like it's so cool it's so Tammy it's so cool I just love I'm obsessed it obsessed with like every new piece of furniture or something that arrives I like scream I'm so do you worry happy. about the beige do you have a white couch or like a it's cream like yeah, it's it's like, do you yeah. do you worry or no? Because no, my kids aren't allowed to touch that one. <laughs> oh, they are only allowed okay. on the sofa upstairs in the family. All my photos say for furniture, like a lot of the couches are like white and creams, and I'm like, unsave I these photos. Unsave <laughs> them. I have that's kids in like the adult living room. That's downstairs. So you've got to have yeah. like a seating room out of bounds for the kids. Yeah, I have like the family room, which has like their toy boxes and like the sofa that they've already half ruined. <laughs> <laughs> my kids like sneak. Into the other room. Um, no, I feel like because I've like we just moved that. I feel like I've made it very clear from like the beginning. Like yeah. you're not allowed in this section of the house. <laughs> they know their rules. Yeah, and they've been listening. It's good. Okay. No yeah, and we're doing like a completely new concept for the Tammy Fit and Sasky offices. So different. It's so cool. A bit yeah. industrial, a bit cool. I was work. just there just before. It's so is it already started? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're in. It's, it's not yeah. finished, it's but not you're finished, in. But yeah. So it Everyone's will just be building in it. while yeah. it's in? Oh, okay. Because mm, we had to leave the oh, other place. Got you. Yeah, because we started the new lease. So it was like, yeah. everyone gotcha. get into the like, yeah. new yeah. offices. We'll build around us. <laughs> build the wall. <laughs> so what's after the concept stage? Once you've got that down and you understand the client, what's next in the process? So the next one's called design development and that's – it's the fun part, I feel, in that you get to see these like beautiful 3Ds and touch and feel material samples and you kind of see the vision coming to life. And I think by the end of that, our goal is making sure that as the client, you have a really clear visual understanding of what you're getting as the end product. That's that's the overarching goal for that stage or workshopping ideas that, that you don't love until that you do love them. And then from there, it's documentation. And that's I guess, taking these like beautiful, colourful 3D drawings and turning them into black and white 2D drawings that a builder can price and construct off. Yeah, I don't understand any of those. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I like look at those and I'm like, like mm. I had no clue. Well, that's like... That's so much. That's a massive like uh, part of the job and unfortunately some designers don't have... That's not their strongest skill set. So they might outsource it, which is fantastic. Um, but I think if you were to engage an interior designer, it's definitely quizzing them like, hey, mm. what are your documentation skills? Because it's all well and good to have an amazing design, but yeah. your trades need to be able to build it. And I feel like a lot of people would love to be an interior designer and they think it's a lot easier than what it is. So yeah. you definitely need to like look into the interior designer you're hiring and making sure they're qualified and they can do all these things yes. like you're saying. Yeah, and like experience and portfolio is fantastic. Like definitely consider that, but it, it's also a lot about do you gel with them as a person because you're going yeah, to be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah, so so making sure that they've got the skills to get the job done um, but then, yeah, do you gel with them? Yeah, as, that's as a huge thing with builders human. and interior designer, your architect, like the communication, how you can like understand each other's ideas and mm-hmm. way of speaking and I feel like I'm the hardest person to deal with. Like I'm a texter like 10 times. <laughs> I just had this idea. I sent me like 10 <laughs> photos. It's like night time. You do do that. But like if it's on my head, like in my mind, I need to like – Get it across. I'll forget. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. do that, but to Hannah. Oh, and then yeah. she does it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it'll be like in 9 p.m. at night. I'm like, Hannah, just like, need to get this out of my brain. And to be honest, the documentation part is so important because I remember that was where we were getting our building quotes from. Mm-hmm. We were mm. sending that. Once that was done, we sent that out to builders. And I think it's important to note too that you want um, – to probably get a builder that maybe already has a relationship with your interior designer. Wait, so am I doing my house no. the wrong order right now, Haley? No, 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 no. You're, fine. you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, oh, put it this way, there's no cookie-cutter model because, again, every project's different. But I think in your instance, Emily, like, you have a house, mm-hmm. you're speaking with an architect or a building designer who is largely informing the shell of that building and then early on in the piece, you want to start talking to an interior designer who can help you with the arrangement of those spaces, how they flow, and then it's it's the fixtures and it's it's understanding what in your kitchen, for example, what lighting are we using, what are we putting on the floors, what's the stone for the kitchen island or the cabinetry, and, and how does that work to how you use a kitchen. Yeah. Um, then that's all getting documented simultaneously to the building designer and then that goes to your construction team and sometimes you can tender it and get multiple builders to quote it and kind of, you know. That's what we did with Skin. We Mm. got um, a couple of quotes and then, yeah, picked one and 
Then it just pretty much started. Yeah, and then it, and then it just starts flowing. But it's like the more detailed your documentation, the more accurate your builder's quoting is. Yeah, the more realistic your expectations. Yeah, are. and it was great that our builder had a great relationship with you because mm. you guys dealt with each other all the time. He asked you a lot of questions. And yes. Yeah, I think that's important. Smooth. You want your builder and your designer to be able to speak easily. You don't yeah. want to have to necessarily always be the middleman. Oh, that would have been. I know, I can't believe you thought we could have done this. I know. I also thought we didn't need a receptionist at the beginning. (laughs) Emily thought we could do reception. (laughs) And I literally, I think a week before we opened, it was our last time. Just for like the first couple of weeks. I was like to Emily, look, I'm having, kind of having a panic attack. Like I have a new baby. Like I don't want to like be doing reception at every day. No, like the first couple of weeks, I weren't going to be in there all the time. Like just to like get the flow of things. It's just like so, it's experience, right? Like everybody's naive until they're in over their head and they're like. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what are your, I guess, key elements that you would say would elevate a room? If someone had like a pretty low budget and they could only do like specific things. Right. Like a bedroom or living room? If we just use like a house as an example, (laughs) like just rooms in a house, not a commercial setting. I think that I always like to add one kind of statement piece per room or something that's going to have impact and be memorable. So that could Mm. be a wall finish and that can be wallpaper, wall, like textured paint, what have you, or it could be a piece of furniture or a sculptural piece of art. It could be something that means something to you personally and you want to tell stories about it or you want people to ask about it. Um, I think that's how you create impactful spaces. I also feel like furniture is a really good one to utilise because Mm. you can get so many quirky pieces and with that, you then can play with texture and that allows you as a human to, I guess, like engage with the space on a, on a tactile level and have a moment of sensory feedback. So like, I don't know, your sofa, Tammy, is like super plush. Yeah. And, and, and it's got a beautiful color, but it's also got like a really deep texture to it. So when you sit in that, you'll feel that on your skin and you feel connected to the space. So I think what we're all about at Archie Bolden is interior spaces they shouldn't just look beautiful like that's a given if you're engaging a professional you would hope that you're getting a beautiful space Mm. but it's how you feel in it and interiors are 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 feeling more so than like a visual yeah quick question um do you have a favorite brand of furniture (laughs) that just like came to my oh i have so many I think I love Jardin. They're an Australian. That's where your surface from. That's where, yeah. <laughs> They're like all Australian made and designed. Their craftsmanship is beautiful. Yeah, it's great if we can get like pieces from in Australia. Like, mm. oh. But then there's like so much incredible stuff that comes out of Europe. You just need to be yeah. prepared. And then just wait yeah. one million years. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You need to be prepared that there will be everything at at that point is is made to order. So it's 24 weeks, mm. um, but it's worth it. I'm so impatient. That's the other thing as well. If if the pers- perfect piece of furniture doesn't exist, ask your designer if you can go down a custom route because they should be able Need to take one. you there. Yeah. Going back to the um, walking in a room and having a f- like feeling about the room, mm. yeah. I think you did that really well with skin because we hear from so many customers that yeah. it just feels really good in the space. Yeah. It's got a warm Literally feeling. Literally like every like, every single customer. Yeah. That's so good. And people sit on the couches and they're like, oh, like they just love it. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like you really established that with skin. But that which is what we wanted. just like out the back room with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> <In the> Staff <laughs> kitchen. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I, I never but, even go through. You should just 
walk through normally next time. And Sometimes I go in the rose room if I'm getting like an NAD shot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I never really like. I never ever room. use the front door. I just like go straight to the kitchen. <laughs> Backstage parts. <laughs> okay, so what would be your tips for small spaces? Small spaces. Okay, so I think mirrors. Like I think that's a trick <gasps> that everybody just knows. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mirrors. But I also feel like. A lot of people, like clients come to me and they're like, I've got this small space or, or they really like hone in on these constraints and, and negative elements of space and they expect a designer to pull off some kind of like Houdini witchcraft <laughs> magic <laughs> and suddenly the room is, you know, 10 times the size. Like That's never going to happen. So I think what I try to do and I think what interior design is all about is looking at an element or a part that you may not love about a room and thinking, okay, well, how can we use the space that leans into this negative to, and twist it into a positive? So maybe it's a matter of like really embracing that space so that it becomes super intimate and maybe you use textural or dark finishes so it's cosy and you sort of are enveloped into that space. And again, that informs that feeling of like comfort and suddenly a space that you previously may not have liked, I mean, like, oh, this is a negative, it's too small, becomes like this beautiful space that just is like an enveloping hug. And I, that's I kind of, that. yeah, really I think cute. that's like the real magic of interior design is spinning spaces to work in the way that you need. And that's mm. what it's all about. It's we kind of did that in the Tammy Fit office with that weird, yes. that weird corner. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, Again, like if you we know the corner I'm talking about, Tammy, the, it was like the so weird what, cutout. What's be there? We're putting like a um a, like a custom Tammy Fit boxing bag. Cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, kind of like a void space that was too small to put anything big, but too like it was strange. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah, there. you you brainstorm creative solutions, and suddenly something that you would have maybe been an eyesore is a novelty, and mm. and that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love that. So what are some common mistakes that you think clients will make? Um, I think a big thing that people get wrong when they go it there themselves is ergonomics and I can I think like spatial understanding. Oh yeah. And that is relevant on like a number of different levels. So if you um, like for example want to buy a new dining setting and you want dining chairs with arms you then need to assess dimensions and make sure that the arms of those dining chairs can tuck under the tabletop or like where are mm. the legs located for that dining mm. table? Does that then impact how many people you can fit around it? And they're all little decisions that you may not think about at the start, but like you need to have the foresight because with once you get it wrong, it's so obvious. Yeah. Um, so I we think that's that. a big one. We did that at Skin when like not something that you helped us with, but we got the stool for behind the um, reception oh, yeah. and oh, it was yeah. like too high. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Courtney's no, we had also to get, like, really. Another one too, yeah, didn't we, we? and we did it again. See, we did one so, thing on our own <laughs> Wait, and we had to buy like three, four different stools. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. She yeah. called me. No, then we got, we actually got. Um, Left one thing to Amy and look. <laughs> we, actually, we actually got a builder to come and cut the legs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she because we like, bought like four stools, standing. and by this She's point, like, I was sorry, like, "Oh I'm my just god, so uncomfortable on the stool." <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, "I've had enough." No, because I kept coming in. No, the first stool was just too uncomfortable, mm. and then the next yeah, stool was too high. Yeah, 
and then um, I you just sound kept, like Goldilocks. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I kept coming in and noticing that she wasn't like using the stool, mm. and then she was like, "I'm really sorry." Yeah, but she yeah, had my bruises knees, all in like, the back of her legs. Oh my, yes. god. Oh my god! I know. We're like, what? poor Courtney. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I ended up getting someone in, and they cut the legs, and now it's perfect, and it's That's perfect good. height. And yeah, but those <laughs> things really matter. Well, it's it's how you use a space. Like, it's all well and good if it looks good, but is it practical? And that's the biggest balance in act is like function versus aesthetics and 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 getting that mm. balance correct. But I've like it it extends beyond furniture and how you use it. Like I once had a client who um lived in an apartment and he bought this amazing dining table but it didn't fit in the elevator and it couldn't go up the stairs. Oh, so did they have to like we had to crane it, it in yeah, which was that. like it's a crazy I've seen expense. that before. Oh my gosh. Um so now Over like the balcony. I'm like paranoid so I like every site visit I go to I'm like checking front doors and stairs and lifts and elevators because I always think that with furniture. Yeah, you have to consider like every single last element mm. and it's crazy but Again, it's like the places that this job takes you, measuring feet and elevators. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess how would you decide that um, it, a job's a right fit for like you and Archie Bolden? Yeah, have you, have you no? ever said no? Ooh, that's a yeah. Good um, yes, we have, mm. but it doesn't happen often. I probably need to get better at that. I just like helping people too much. <laughs> um, I think... We've been so lucky with our clients. Like, for the most part, they've been fantastic and just become friends at the end of mm. it, which is great. Um, but I think, like, anybody who has a business, no matter what in- industry, it's so, like, intuition-based and, like, your gut is never wrong and that can come through, like, if the first email and the language they use is quite abrupt or that first meeting you're, like, our communication, like, you're not getting my jokes. Um, I think you kind of know early on or if they're like really pushy and not respectful of, you know, like I said, we try to be really honest and upfront with Mm. parameters. I mean, like realistically, you need to be willing to spend X amount on this project and it's going to take 10 weeks, not five. And if they push back on that, at the end of the day, we're all humans and there's only so many hours in a day. So, So we do... We're doing. We're always doing things as fast as we can. We're not choosing to drag them out. Mm. Um, so I think that's a big one. Is just like going with your gut, trusting your in- intuition, and um, I guess making sure, like I said before, that that above all else, you gel as people because you're going to be spending a lot of time together or making big decisions that have financial repercussions. So it may as well be somebody that you like. Like Tara and I, my business partner, we have like an internal rule that we don't take on clients unless they're somebody that we'd want to go get a drink with after work. Um, oh, I love that. Ideally alcoholic. Because <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing. It's it's this idea of like a friendship. Yeah. That's a good rule. Yeah. It is. So I guess what do you find like the most challenging thing about the process and designing and working mm. with clients? Again, another one that changes job to job. But I think communication, like I said, is huge and – just figuring that out early on in the piece. So understanding, like, are you like Emily? Are you a texter or a caller or a meet-in personer? And and what's your work schedule like? Will that align with me? When can we meet up? Because it's not about having a one-off meeting and briefing an interior designer and then going your separate ways for six months and then you miraculously have a house. Like, there's Mm. so many conversations and decisions that happen throughout. Mm. Um, So understanding, I guess... How your client communicates and how they visualize and how you can best fill that role for them. So, like, I think, like, Emily, you are such a verbal communicator and you sort of know what you want, but you do tend to get 
overwhelmed with imagery and inspo and, and it, yeah. you, you, there's like yeah you should see my phone right now <laughs> you, you you go off track so you need help kind of staying yeah on Direction. a particular path <laughs> yeah he's like the opposite Tammy's Tammy's like I show you something and then you yeah. get oh, that's yeah. Tammy. It's like Tammy needs to be shown things and then she'll be like, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, where do you get your inspiration um, from? So like if someone is like, oh, I've got no ideas, can you just go for it? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's looking like it's looking at Are you their, on Pinterest too? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a love-hate relationship with that <laughs> website. Um it's looking at their lifestyle and what they do and, and the company they keep, which I think was going to inform what they like. Um, so that's like really, really important. But then that communication also translates into your builders and your trades and making sure that that's a happy, positive relationship because you need to lean on each other. Hayley, I really want to see your house. Oh, no, you don't. Not right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I've just moved into a new place and I'm taking my sweet time with furniture. So yeah. I'm like holding out for the right pieces. But it's at the moment I look semi-homeless. It's hilarious. <laughs> I won't show any clients my house right now, but maybe in a year's time. <laughs> okay, in a year's time. You know that saying where it's like a painter's house is never painted or something? Yes. Like that? I'm like a hairdresser. Sometimes they have like their hair in a barn like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're trying to say. Like, I can be so decisive for clients, but when it's my own house, it's, it mm. takes forever. Okay, mm-hmm. so maybe let's finish on what someone should look for when they're interviewing an interior designer. What are the key things they should look for or ask? Yeah, okay. I think one, we've touched on it, but the personal relationship, that's mm-hmm. important. Like, yep, that's, that's definitely. number one. And then the vibe, their skills as well. You skills said. is second. So <laughs> documenting, making sure that they're up for the task. And I think like, again, the services that you can expect from an interior designer, are we're only ever good as, as good as the brief that we're given. And if you are engaging an interior designer with the correct education and skill set, they should be able to service you anything and everything under the sun. Mm. Um, however, if you go down... But how do you ask that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is hard. I think... Can I see your degree? <laughs> <laughs> Qualification. Don't ask to see a degree. But I think do ask about past projects that they've... Oh, like, yeah. You know, or documentation sets that they've completed yeah, I in guess the past. Mm. Asking about past projects and what they did in the project yes. would be a good way. Yeah. yeah that's a good... Yeah, like it's like it's all well and like, good to have a photo, but what... What did you do to inform that final outcome? Because yeah. people can be tricky and it can be, oh, well, I, I decorated the tables and I picked the furniture. Yeah. Mm. That's not going to help you in your your project. And unfortunately, you don't want to find that out too late once you're already yeah, engaged. Exactly. Yeah. So, Hayley, do you have any tips for anyone who still lives at home? Like this would be good for like Star. She's at home. She's got her own space to make it her own you know, feel really comfortable yeah. and just make it super cute. I think that's more like going down a decorative or like a DIY route. Like if you don't mm. have the budget for an interior designer, I think there's so many cool pieces. Like DIY is huge at the moment. Out the Stars into di- I see with her painting, into, yeah. like her yeah. weird cupboards and yeah. <laughs> painting all these things. I think that's beautiful. Or even like um, tiled tables and furniture is so in at the moment. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that you can do relatively inexpensive. Tiled? Yeah. Have tiled 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 No. Everywhere. Yeah, they're so everywhere. Are sticking tiles. Yeah, like grouting and adhering oh, wow. your own tiles to furniture. And you can just buy like cheap pieces from Ikea. Um, Hayley, I made my own bed head. What? Yeah. yeah. See, you're already doing it. Yeah, well, I didn't make it, but I just put a, um, a piece of fabric over it and staple 
Actually, it's funny. People and it changed the whole room. Yeah, people in my industry have mixed opinions about like home renovators and DIYs because I guess you know we still want to have a job at the end of the day. And and I think it's fair to say that interiors are definitely in like the public scope at the moment because of the different shows and blogs that are going. Mm. Um, But I actually think it's fantastic if you see people like getting hands on in their own space and feeling like a connection or a sense of pride of that because it's your home, not mine. Like you should love it and you should be involved in those Mm. decisions more so than me. Do you have any like websites that like sell stuff like a really good price or like a bargain website where like. Well, you can, I see heaps of people going and getting things from Bunnings. Yes. Bunnings. Yeah. 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 Apparently Bunnings Mm. are doing like their best sales ever at the moment. Really? It's just good if you come across something that obviously like a look or something, but you can't afford that. So you're going to like this other place to get, you know, a similar vibe. um, Pinterest account. It's by a young girl. I think she's somewhere in Europe from memory. It's called all the peaches, please. And she's got a really quirky taste on just like fun, playful pieces that you can make yourself. And and they're really like on trend at the moment, which I think is like, Um, let me double check that I got I've been wanting to do this mirror. For so oh, I long, I have to show you. And Amy literally cringes. She's like, no, I want to get your your honest opinion. I will have to see so many of them and I just have to post a photo of this. Yeah, post a photo. I feel like any interior decisions that you guys make, Emily, Amy like approves it and then it comes to me, but you're like the queen of all decisions. That's funny. Yeah, Tammy's always sending me stuff. Even with her new bedside table that arrived yesterday, she's like, where does this go? I was it's like, I don't know, text Hayley. Amy, Amy <laughs> thinks she's an interior designer now. I do. Well, we always joke Amy that you're going to take my job because you're good at it. And I think that's Thank great. Yeah, like, Amy's always had like a good, a good eye. I feel like I wasn't and I've just like over time kind of like. No, I feel like you always really. Sort of, like, Amy, you always like have that. been really good at it. You I think it's because I know, know you guys so well. So I'm like, yes, I know. Follow your passion. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like, do you know that stuff that fills in the walls? It's like a foam. Those foam. Oh, and you like, what are you carving? So you just kind of do around the frame of the mirror with the foam. But see, like, this is what I mean. Like, that's something you can do at home. And like we were saying before, if you're a young guys, it's cool. Person, Trust it's me. Really weird. <laughs> I do not like this. Trust me. And Jenny I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it this weekend and put it like a huge one in my house, so do I can it. just Go bug Amy. Your house. Bug Amy with it. She'll like be so annoyed. But we'll find <laughs> the photo and post it in the Facebook group. I'll find it while you guys chat. Thank you so much for coming on today, Haley. Yeah, thank, thank you, you. Yeah, thank for having you. me. Um, you shared some really interesting tips. I'm also going to look up that Pinterest. This is it. Wait. <laughs> oh, oops. Oh, they're showing a whole video of how they're making it. So oh, my gosh. Tips. There's this a coffee be- table. Oh, okay. Let's. Like, <laughs> there's a coffee table. This is awful podcast. <laughs> <part. laughs> oh, guys. the foam mirrors. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's a spray foam, so it's not polystyrene. Yeah, you just yes. have to wait till the end. They're showing like the DIY process. Yeah. What's your opinion? See, that's going to be you this be weekend. Be honest okay. with me. <laughs> I don't love it to be completely. No, no. I think that is a trend. I think that that's something. Look that's, at this table. I do I not love that table. <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite. It table. looks like shaving cream. <laughs> it's something that the in a few look years' good. time the you're going to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can just imagine Emery's face like get home like all this like foam. 
Yeah, it looks Furniture? Like it's good baby-proofing, though. Your kids would be fine. True. That's what I was thinking, right? So you do you. If you love it, that's all that matters. It's I'm still going to give it a go, like, okay. for fun. <laughs> okay, let's move on to slide into our DMs. So who would survive longest on a deserted island? Me. Tammy. Or Amy. Actually, no. Uh, no Tammy. I feel like Tammy, I would Tammy. Amy laugh. would, like, <laughs> yeah. survive one day. <laughs> on the first day. Yeah, Tammy, for sure. Tammy yeah. would, like fish and stuff okay <laughs> <laughs> who would be most likely to end up in hospital like today or like in general in general <laughs> i guess well i never today. go to the hospital so amy no i never i yeah, amy, I feel like amy. Never go to from hospital. that first day on the deserted island yes okay, amy for fine. sure <laughs> whatever who would be most likely to make another sister delete a photo they don't tammy, like tammy emily tammy emily well, definitely emily tammy joking Tammy, Emily. For sure. no, 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 I'm trying to think. You, I feel like you've made me delete Emily, one in the I, past. Excuse me, I tell you why. Oh. You guys take all oh the photos. Oh my god! Did you just twist her finger? Hey, you guys take what? all the photos. Listen, Ow. you're so crazy. Okay, let me just explain this. Me. <laughs> you guys take all the photos on you're your phones. So this is the difference. Tammy I'm won't get to answer the question. Tammy I won't just send photos. So we have nothing to post about. Okay, anyway. so let's. Yeah, not, so it's not me. Let's skip that one. Even have photos of me. Okay, who is most likely to have the most kids? Probably Tammy. Me. I'm going to have like 10, 100 kids. <laughs> Are you really? Okay, well, if no, that's I'm, the case, you. No, I could have two or three more. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think Tammy. Pump them out, girl. Two. Okay, Pump guys, them. don't forget to follow at Hanging with the Hembros to submit your questions. And just before we go, our quote of the week is spend less time focusing on things you want less of and more time focusing on things you want more of. Thanks Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Spin Studio Network. Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and review this podcast. To stay up to date with us, follow us on Instagram at Tammy Hembro at Emily Hembro at Amy underscore Aisha underscore Hembro.